0: guys are just starting to tune in. My name is Pastor Jody. We're going to listen to the prelude. Oh, look at happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday, everyone. We're celebrating the birthday of the church today. That's why you see the balloons behind me and you we see the flames. There's lots of different metaphors in the scriptures for the Holy Spirit. Happy birthday, church. And so in the idea of a birthday theme for the day and celebrating Pente- Pentecost, we would like you, instead of getting on your Facebook chat and logging in and saying, hi, I want you to tell us something about yourself. So what is your favorite kind of cake? Like what would you love to have for your birthday, for a birthday cake? Or if you don't like cake, I don't really like cake, then what's your favorite kind of candy bar could be another answer. I want to give a shout out today's the birthday of the church but there's also a special four-year-old named matt in our congregation who's having a birthday today and so i called ahead and found out that his favorite type of birthday cake and what he wants for his birthday today is strawberry poke cake and we've got dennis and terry in the back upstairs you know what terry wants chocolate cake with cream cheese frosting and Dennis told me his favorite kind of birthday cake which I think he just had his birthday so I hope his family remembered this old-fashioned sour cream donut is that a cake or is that just a donut I don't know but you can pick whatever you want if it was my birthday I would want a dairy, cre- dairy queen ice cream cake So tell us what your favorite kind of cake is as we celebrate a birthday today and enjoy the prelude as we prepare for worship this morning.
1: Good morning, First Covenant Church. We're glad that you joined us online. I know that some of you are probably wondering a couple things. Uh, one, why is everybody talking about desserts this morning? And two, why are we walking around at these uh, party things? And why are there balloons around behind us? Uh, all kinds of good explanations for that. One is our opening question uh, for online engagement was, "What is your favorite kind of cake or candy bar?" And there are some great answers. Look up through that and submit your answers to uh, everything from brownies with ice cream and gummy bears on top to molten lava cake uh, to just frosting uh, from one family that I'm related to. Um, Those are all good answers. Keep answering. Keep doing that. Uh, Also, happy birthday, church, because it is the church's birthday. It's Pentecost Sunday, and we're going to celebrate that today. Uh, A lot of things going on in the course of the service, and we're glad that you've tuned in with us this morning. If you're a guest, especially welcome to you this morning. Make sure you comment as well. Let us know that you were here this morning uh, so we can send our greetings on to you as well. Um, if you're not already connected with us through our emails and texts, um, on the bottom of the screen you see that it says firstcovenantlincoln.org slash latest news. If you go there, Uh, you can sign up and that's got first of all all the stuff that that is going on and all the news that we need to share as far as how we're doing worship and that sort of thing Um, but that will keep you up to date if you just sign up for the emails so you know what's going on there are prayer points that come out there are uh, things before and after the service to follow up on and any other ways that we can engage are all sent through that main mechanism so sign up there Um, Also, if you're on our website, that's one of the great ways to give right now, and I'm continually thankful for people giving both to our special streaming fund to help this online church go better now and even when we go in person, um, and the continued giving uh, just in general because things continue to go on here and we continue to do the church, uh, both near and far. And so I'm thankful as people have gone online and given and as they've uh, done, used bill pay or sent in uh, their checks, that sort of thing, thank you, and thank you for that. Um, We are very grateful. Uh, Two things of note, then, that we have to say before we enter into worship this morning. Uh, One is that we will be offering in-person worship on June 28th. I know that seems like a long way off, but we're going to do a few things in the the intervening weeks to make sure that we have all of our systems in place to make sure people are safe and that we can do uh, things appropriately as we're supposed to in this time. But June 28th, we'll be doing some in-person worship. It'll also be online, so we won't give up this. That's why we're upgrading some of this system as well. It'll be both. And then the other thing to note is that today we are going to uh, celebrate two years plus of ministry of Pastor Jody As she concludes her service at First Covenant, we're going to recognize that at the end of the service. Pastor Jody is preaching today, but we're going to recognize her service Um in our congregation because we are grateful that she was with us for that time lastly as we enter into worship one more thing some of you kids have this some of you don't but if you want to engage today as we sing we're going to see a video in just a moment as our call to worship but kids dance get excited at home celebrate uh, the gift of the holy spirit and the church's birthday today uh, as we enter into worship so here's our call to worship right now
2: church, wherever you're at, whether you're sitting or standing, let us sing praise and worship to our King. So today is Pentecost. This is the day we celebrate God pouring his Holy Spirit down upon us. And in the comment section, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, we would like you to answer this question. Where do you feel the Holy Spirit most? So go ahead and continue your worship and reflect on the Holy Spirit's involvement in your life and share with us where you most feel the Holy Spirit. Turned into white Open the eyes of the blind There's no one like you None like you Into the darkness you shine Out of the ashes we rise no one like you. None. open the eyes of the blind If our god is with us then what could stand against and if our god is for us then who could ever stop us and if our god is with us then what could stand against? one more hymn. to praise how great a debt daily i'm constrained to be let thy goodness like a feather bind my want. One-
1: to prayer at this time and I want to point out I barely need to point out that it's been a long week in many ways and what we see in the news and what's being experienced around and uh, for some of the wrong that's happened over the last week there are right and wrong responses and we've seen all of those but I want to point out uh, particularly as a part of the Evangelical Covenant Church that at a time like this when especially there's racial tension like there is right now we're part of a a denomination that's 30 percent of our congregations are ethnic or multi-ethnic and i wanted to read this verse as we consider and go to prayer ephesians 4 where paul writes be completely humble and gentle be patient bearing with one another make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace there is one body and one spirit just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And we recognize that within our denomination there are a lot of places where there's tremendous hurt and anxiety this week and difficulty. And if we are one body, we acknowledge that. We acknowledge that there's hurt and there's grief in our own congregation and around. We lament, The pain that our brothers and sisters feel all over this country, and even here, and we bear with one another through that. It's been a long season in so many ways. Let's go to the Lord in prayer with that in mind. Lord, we read in your word from Lamentations 3, Because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. Indeed, Lord, your compassions never do fail, but we recognize that those words of comfort come at a time and in the middle of a major moment of lament for your people. Loss surrounds those verses on both sides. And today we live in moments where we want to express the desire to be close to you, Lord, and we know that you draw near even in times of difficulty and lament. And we recognize that there's a lot of loss that's gone on around us and continues to go on. We recognize in the first instance that we live in a time where we're encouraged to have physical distance, and sometimes that has meant social distance, and we feel loss. We feel loss from uh, uh, as we consider life, death, the pain of loss, and those come through family and friends, from jobs, from the memory of what was, and not knowing what will be. God, we lament, and we grieve, and we have anxiety through that, and we hand that over to you, whose compassions never fail. And Lord, we live in a time, continued time of tensions around race. The deep divisions of our past, which are not pleasing to you, seem unresolvable in moments like this. Reconciliation seems distant because we're not sure if we've ever really experienced it. And we lament the loss in these times. We lament the loss of life of people like Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd and so many others. There have been more, so many, and too many more. And there's anger and there's fear that these losses bring. Lord, have mercy. But we know that in the midst of this, you give the promise of reconciliation. You demonstrated this by putting together the seemingly irreconcilable through Jesus Christ, the only cure for our brokenness. We want, we desire the words of Lamentations 3.22 to be ours today in the midst of difficulty. And Lord, you've given them to us and they are our words. Even in the midst of heartbreak and heartache, you are at work. You've given us your son as the only solution to the problems that afflict us all. You have created the church to step in as your healing hand, even when we lament. Lord, may we never lose focus on you as we step into the mess that sin continues to heap on this world of yours. May we never lose sight. Because, Lord, you never lost sight of us. You stepped into the mess and you have offered so much more. You've offered healing, you've offered reconciliation. May we embrace it and take it with us into your world today. Amen. Well, as difficult as that transition seems, we still do want to celebrate. We celebrate uh, the church's birthday today, and we uh, talk about the Holy Spirit, and so this is our time for children. Some of you have gift bags, and some of you don't, but I want to show you something cool that I have this morning. So this is the children's message. I have this balloon right here. Do you see it? It's red. Red is the color of the day of Pentecost. That's why I'm wearing red. It conveniently has my N on it, too. Go figure. Go figure. So I want to go ahead and play with this balloon. I'm just going to throw it around. But it feels like something's missing in this balloon, doesn't it? Kids, do you have any idea what's missing in this balloon, as if I could hear you? Speak to the TV, maybe I'll hear you. OK, let's try it. I think I, think I know it's missing. It needs some air, then I can blow it around the room. Uh. Hmm. Let me try that again. This seems like the right solution, right? I should be able to play it. Okay, one more time. Something's not working. Okay. I think I've got it ready this time. Can you hear me? Oh, I forgot one more thing. it probably if I want to play with the balloon. Did I get it? Now I can play with it. So if you noticed when the balloon was missing air we were missing something important that gave the balloon life, right? Now I can play with it all around the room and if there were people in here I could throw it to them and they would catch it or bounce it back. But Giving air to this is kind of like what God's Holy Spirit does to us. Did you know that God's Holy Spirit is the reason that we even are able to breathe today? at All God's Spirit gave us life in the beginning and continues to give us life. God's Spirit breathes life into us through Jesus Christ. When we say yes to Jesus, we get the Holy Spirit and we get to walk with God's presence in us. Can you believe that? Isn't that amazing? And God's Holy Spirit makes the group of people that we call the church possible. It's God's Holy Spirit that that gives life not just to me as an individual, but all of us as God's people. And today we celebrate Pentecost when God gave his Holy Spirit to the church and people started talking different languages and they had these things like fire above their head as the Holy Spirit worked in them and thousands of people came to know Jesus Christ and get the Holy Spirit in them. And you can have the Holy Spirit in you too, God's presence, when you say yes to Jesus. But I want you, as you consider today the ways that you play and move around and the fact that God has given us life at all, I want you to be able to enjoy the fact that God has already given you the ability to jump and play and have fun today. And God gives us some greater promises that he will work through us by breathing life into us in new ways through his Holy Spirit. I know that's a big, big idea But one way you can do that is to be thankful to God today and just say thanks even right now. God, thank you that I can play and move and have life today because your life gave me spirit. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that your spirit is what gives us life, what gives us new life, and what makes us your people, the hope of the world. May we indeed, because of your Holy Spirit, be the hope of the world in these difficult times and these times ahead that people would look to us and see not us, but your good news working through us and through your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for life and the chance that we can play and enjoy a day like this because you've given us that gift. Amen. One more thing that we need to, I need to alert you to as we transition in our worship service is we're going to move to our scripture reading. It comes from Acts 2, which you can find. Pastor Jody's going to preach in just a moment, but uh, the scripture reading is going to play for you right now.
0: When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews, from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who speak Galilean? No son Galileos todos esos que están
2: hablando. ¿Cómo se fait-il que chacun de nous le entend
0: parler dans sa langue maternelle? Then, how is it we hear them in their own language? Then, how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, all the parts of libya near cyrene visitors from rome both jews and converts to judaism cretans and arabs <inaudible> <inaudible> we hear them declaring the wonders of god in our own tongues amazed and perplexed they asked one another <inaudible> Yeah. They, drink too much wine. they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd.
1: All of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen to me carefully. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only
2: nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people.
0: So I want to begin um, wasn't that beautiful I love the the part where all three of them were speaking all at the same time because I'm moving my little stand here sorry that looks makes me look wobbly where all three of them were speaking at the same time that's what I think it might must have, must have sounded like in Acts chapter 2 the, when they heard all those languages spoken together But I want to begin by asking how many of you have ever attended a child's birthday party? They can be a very interesting mix of what is both planned and unplanned things that happen. So I want to show you a couple of pictures from my family. This would be Allie's second birthday party where we had a dog theme, hot dog theme, and a puppy theme, and she was turning two, and I ended up making twice as much food as the guests would eat, and we went through drinks like crazy. I made party hats for people when we have birthdays and to wear, and you know what? They never get played with. But how many, you can never go wrong when you have a five-year-old birthday and it's a Frozen theme, which is the next picture. And here I made a paper cup snowball game that took absolutely no effort at all on my part, but it's the hit of the party. So there's all kinds of things. You can plan an awesome gift for your kids and think that your child's going to love it, and then they respond with, no, thank you. It can be a little disheartening as a parent when I've planned a party for quite some time and things don't always go off the way I hoped. Today we celebrate the birthday of the church, and this is a birthday party for all of us. Like a child's birthday, there are things that happen that are planned and unplanned. The way things unfolded in acts chapter 2 in the christian church we celebrate pentecost day as the birthday of the entire universal church pentecost is the biggest birthday celebration that i can think of next to that birthday that we celebrate on december 25th today is the birthday of the church today we read about the disciples receiving the holy spirit Today we read about that strange experience where there's the sound of a mighty rushing wind and it breaks into the house where the followers of Jesus are and they're ready to celebrate Pentecost. Today we read about the beginnings of church as we know it. Peter steps up and he finally does what Jesus has been preparing him to do all along. He shares the gospel and so do the others. They tell the good news about God's grace to anyone and everyone that they can get to listen. Today is really meant to be a day of celebration. This day of Pentecost is like a party. Yet sometimes, life takes your breath away, and not in a good way. I intend for that statement to be a pun, a pun that we don't take lightly this morning. The irony is not lost on me that we worry about not having enough ventilators for people with COVID-19, and we grieve more racial violence in our own city, and after George Floyd gasped, I can't breathe. And today we celebrate the receiving of the Holy Spirit, who, as many of you probably know, is referred to in the Bible as breath. By golly, sometimes life takes your breath away. And you never planned for it. The first disciples found out what the world does to God. If God came and lived here, we all wonder what would happen to God. But for them, that was no longer a hypothetical question. They saw it. It was hideous. It took away all their courage, all their hope, all their peace. Their heart-rending experience of Jesus' humiliation and death has left them lifeless limp in their body, in mind, and spirit. Their self-knowledge of their own denial and abandonment of Jesus was enough to leave them drowning in this full awareness of their sin forever. How could they ever recover from that? The only thing to do was to lock yourself inside and throw away the key. Both the world out there and the one in you has become far too dangerous to risk being at large again. Today, we celebrate Pentecost, and our focus is not on the feast originally planned, but on the unplanned part. The focus for us this morning is on the out-of-control wind that swept through and stirred up this celebration, giving the giving of the Holy Spirit. This is the gift that Jesus promised the disciples they would receive. So right after the resurrection in John chapter 20, Jesus walks through locked doors and he stood among his disciples and he said, peace be with you. He said it twice. He showed them the still clearly visible signs of the terrible injury that the world and they had done to him. But he came back to them to give them peace and a palpable new life. The God who originally breathed into the dust the breath of life in genesis can do it again and he did and he does this was their second wind in john chapter 20 the new birth that carried with it not just a physical breath but the holy spirit who was going to sanctify their life and revive it consciously and lift it to a higher level of awareness of the gift that jesus was giving them the holy spirit was promised to be their advocate and their comforter helping them to make the transition from being only followers of Jesus to now being leaders and guiding and sharing Jesus with other people. The Holy Spirit is the gift that helps them with all the other gifts in many ways. It's the foundation of their work, the source of their confidence in their abilities to be forgiven in that way by the God you've denied outside and inside of yourself, who nevertheless comes back to revive you again, that is the second wind. That's the second wind that will blow up balloons forever. And then we get to our passage in Acts. It opens with the disciples already gathered together in this traditional celebration. They were expecting what was already planned. Everyone was gathered for a purpose, everyone had an idea of what to expect, and then suddenly the unexpected starts happening. We read that a sound like the rush of a violent wind comes in, fills the gathering place, and the apostles are filled with the Holy Spirit, which seems to them like divided tongues of fire. They get a third wind as they begin to speak the gospel message to everyone who is gathered there in such a way that everyone in their city understands them. Many people from many places are gathered in Jerusalem for the festival, and it seems that everyone can now understand the disciples. Some are amazed. Some are a bit cynical. Those are the ones that accuse the disciples of being drunk. And then Peter stands up, and he raises his voice to the crowds and he says, we're not drunk, we're speaking like the prophets. And he goes on to speak to them of visions and of power and every, all that this power will come to everyone, young and old, men and women, slave and free, nobody is off the hook. Everyone will receive this power. And on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit is the gift that is available to each one of us god dwelling in you certainly should inspire you with confidence now personally i've always found this holy spirit thing a bit hard it's hard to explain and it's hard to understand it sounds kind of ambiguous to me how do we connect to this event where there's a violent rushing wind and tongues of fire and people speaking in their own languages We get that something special happened on that day so long ago, but how do we relate to it, and what does the Holy Spirit mean to us? I have another photo of my life for you. Fifteen years ago, I was traveling with seminary classmates down a glacier river in the remote parts of eastern Alaska. Isn't that a beautiful photo? We'd been out on the river for seven days, and our group was trying to land ourselves back in civilization for the very first time. The river was flowing fast. The space and time that we had to reach land was closing in on us. And one of our rafts hit a rock and two people fell overboard. In the Glacier River, you only have seconds before hypothermia sets in because the water is so cold and your body is in shock. My raft was stopped already, and I saw two of my classmates floating toward me. I didn't look for help. Believe it or not, I remained calm. I grabbed both of their life life jackets at the neck and yanked them into my raft, all 350 pounds of them. Now, I never could have done that on a normal day, no. The level of adrenaline coursing through my body in what quickly became an emergency situation made it suddenly easy for me to yank these two people and I just fell backwards and they fell right on top of me in my raft and we could pull them out of a very dangerous situation. I think the Holy Spirit is a little bit like that, like adrenaline that suddenly shows up when you need it. The Holy Spirit makes things happen that I could never do on my own. Have you ever heard the Sunday school song, Give Me Oil In My Lamp? Give me oil for my lamp, keep it burning, burning, burning. Give me oil for my lamp, I pray. Give me oil for my lamp, keep it burning, burning, burning. Keep it burning till the break of day. Have you heard that song? There's more verses. Some of my favorites, there's lots of verses you can make up your own, but some of my favorites are give me wax for my board, keep me surfing for the Lord, or give me gas for my Ford, keep me truckin' for the Lord. I mention this song because the verses all suggest to us that there's something that we need, something that only God can give us, that can inspire us and move us and help us to act in faith and with boldness. Give me oil for my lamp is not that different from saying, come, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's coming in Acts is described to us as a violent, rushing wind. Wind is powerful. It can set a boat to sailing across the water, or it can destroy and damage. It can, wind can be harnessed for electricity. Sometimes we know here in Nebraska when to expect a windy day, but often the wind can catch us by surprise. We can't see the wind, but we see what it does. Wind is a great image for how the Holy Spirit moves through us. But if the Spirit is so unpredictable, can we do any more than just say, come Holy Spirit, and cross our fingers and wait for the Spirit to show up? When I think about the apostles receiving the Holy Spirit, I remember that they were in Jerusalem and they were waiting for the Spirit because that's where Jesus told them to be. They made sure they were following the instructions they had, so that they would then be ready for the unknown. Now, thinking about my child's birthday party, I think about the fact that it would never turn out as well if I had refused to let the party take shape like it did. I could have tried to force everyone to play outside or to play with certain toys or to eat certain things, but it wouldn't have been much of a party if I did that, if I tried to refuse to let the wind blow. At the same time, if I hadn't had all those plans in place, if I didn't have food ready or games ready, well, that would have meant I didn't have a good foundation for a good party. I can't imagine people would have had the fun that they did have. It's never been more apparent to us, as it is now, that we can't map out what the summer will look like. What will happen over the summer or what will happen in the next year or five years or 10 years? Only God knows, but we can be ready. We can create a space so that when the wind comes and the wind does come eventually, we'll be ready for the wind not to tear us down, but to help us set sail. I want you as individuals and as a congregation to experience a spiritual awakening. There has got to be an area of your life where you know you can grow and you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you. I want you to pick something right now and just write it on a piece of paper. Where can you grow with God? Where can you ask the Holy Spirit to help you? Save that idea, because we're going to come back to it at that very end. As Christians empowered by the Holy Spirit, we grow in a desire to serve God through service and mission. That means we focus not only on our spiritual growth, growth, but also we can focus on works of justice and peace, service to the poor and those in prison and those who are suffering. When we witness or participate in these kinds of acts, we can be certain that the Holy Spirit is at work. So where do you want to grow? The first area that pops into your mind, don't think too hard about this, just trust that the Holy Spirit is with you in the very first thought. Spiritual awakening is becoming present to God's presence. This has never been a one-off event. This is a process of letting go and trusting. The disciples had journeyed with Jesus, and by the time Pentecost rolled around, they were so focused on Jesus, when they received the Holy Spirit, they responded with obedience and humility. They were transformed overnight. They went from being this terribly afraid small group to being fearless. Jesus is still asking, where are you? Do you walk with Jesus in prayer so that you're aware of him and he has your full attention? Is there an emotional response to his voice that makes you feel alive? It is too easy to settle for for a superficial and planned experience. Don't live in the grayness of life where you are only partly present or only half alive. Don't sit back and act as though nothing important is happening because Jesus demands everything. Jesus demands that the wind blow and propel you forward. Jesus is asking you to loosen your grip on what you've got planned so that you can experience what is unplanned. If we prepare our hearts, when the wind comes, when the Holy Spirit fills us, when the day of Pentecost arrives, God will find us ready. Come, Holy Spirit, come. I want to invite the band to join me at the front, and I want to lead you through a prayer. We're calling it a breath prayer because a metaphor for the Holy Spirit is breath. And whatever you wrote down on that piece of paper, an area that you want to grow, I want that to be in your mind as we pray this prayer. The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, that the Spirit of God prays with us even when we don't have words. And so through the life-giving breath of God, we have everything we need. We don't even need to use words to pray. So I'm going to ask that you take in a deep breath. Inhale the g- good gifts that God gives to us. Everyone can do this. No, I want all the kids to join me in this. And then exhale all the things that you need to release. I want you to think about the phrase or whatever you wrote down and I'm going to guide you through this prayer. So first, breathe in strength. Exhale your exhaustion. Breathe in freedom. And exhale what's holding you back. Let's breathe in a new sense of direction. And now exhale the paths that we no longer want to use. We need hope. So let's breathe in hope. And exhale self-doubt. We're going to do this one more time. Breathe in unconditional love. And exhale distrust and hate. Holy Spirit, let us feel the mighty rush of your presence in this place. Blow away our fears, blow away our worries. Help us to breathe in your gifts of new life, we pray. Amen.
2: As we prepare to sing one more song, pay attention to these words. It's about community, and it's about God setting us on fire with his Holy Spirit. One, two. Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray. Unveil why we're made. Kingdom's power reaching the near and far no force of hell can stop your beauty change
1: this time we are gonna if we can both get in frame here we have to say goodbye to pastor jody as part of our staff um, many of you read that uh, it's an, her resignation ends as of today her time on on staff and so we want to recognize good service for the past two plus years we have really valued the fact that she's been on staff with us i know garrett and myself and tessa are all going to miss her presence on staff Um, And so I want to say a couple things before I both invite you to participate at home. Uh, Words will come up on the screen when the time comes, and Pastor Jody will participate here as well. Um, We are actually uh, saying farewell today, but it's a little bit, we're holding it a little bit loosely. Um, We're saying farewell in the sense that Pastor Jody's not on staff anymore, but they're going to be in Lincoln but we don't know what the future holds for Pastor Jody and for her family so and and this is not the ideal time to do this or the ideal way on camera Um, so we just know that there is that potential that by the time we're doing in-person worship with some regularity some of us may not see her uh, at that point because God may have brought something new along the way so we're going to say goodbye today but you can still send cards you can still call You can still call her your friend and send emails and whatever you do to communicate, do that. Um, She's still a friend of this congregation, a part of this congregation, even right now. Um, So we begin this way. Our church family is constantly changing. People come and go. Babies are born. Children grow up. People commit themselves to one another. Loved ones and friends among us come to the end of their lives individuals move into our community and church life others leave us moving away to new places new experiences and new opportunities and it's important and right that we recognize these times of passage of endings and beginnings and today we share a time of farewell with pastor jody who is leaving but not quite but is so on february of 2018 this congregation called Pastor Jody to serve as pastor
0: and I want to thank you First Covenant Church thank you to the members and the friends who um, have shown me love and kindness and support over the last couple years I'm grateful for the ways that my leadership has been accepted and I also ask for forgiveness for the mistakes that I have made as I leave I carry with me everything that I've learned here in this place
1: Let's respond together. We receive your thankfulness, offer forgiveness, and accept that you now leave to minister elsewhere. We express our gratitude for your time among us. We too ask for your forgiveness for any mistakes we have made. Your influence on our faith and faithfulness will not leave us at your departure. I accept your gratitude. And forgive you, trusting that our time together and our parting. Oh, that's you. I'm sorry. That's my part. I didn't mean to touch you. Go ahead.
0: I accept your gratitude and forgive you, trusting that our time together and our parting are pleasing to God.
1: Now that you have a part. Okay, I'll do this part with you. So, do you, as members and friends of First Covenant Church, Release Pastor Jody from the duties as pastor. If so, say, we do, with the help of God.
2: We do, with the help of God.
1: Do you offer your encouragement for Pastor Jody, and we include her family, and her ministry uh, soon to begin, wherever it may begin?
2: We do, with the help of God.
1: And do you offer your encouragement for Pastor Jody's ministry, wherever it may take her? Do you, Pastor Jody, release this local church from turning to you and depending on you as pastor?
0: I do, with the help of God.
1: And do you offer your encouragement for the continued ministry here and for the relationship this congregation will develop with another who will come to serve after you?
0: I do, with the help of God.
1: Let's pray. Oh God, for remembered times when we together have shared the life of faith, we express our sincere gratitude. We thank you for the moments we have shared with Pastor Jody, with Ben, with Elena and Allie in worship, in learning, in service, and in Christian living. We pray that she will be aware of your spirit's guidance and she, as she moves on to what God has for her in the name of Jesus, the savior. God, whose everlasting love for all is trustworthy, help each of us trust the future which rests in your care. The time we, are to, we were together in your name saw our laughter and tears, our hope and disappointments. Guide us as we hold those cherished memories, but move in new directions, that, the time, that, that that time to come when we are completely one with you and with each other. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Before we conclude this time, we do have a couple of gifts, and I do think it's worth sharing. So, I'm going to hand, here, I'll swap you out. Okay. It's heavy. I'm going to, just before you don't have to open one, but I do want to point out before Pastor Jody pulls out everything and shows you, uh, one of the things in there that that is sort of a crossover gift, I think one of the tremendous things among so many that Pastor Jody has brought to us is uh, uh, a lot of detail and renewal of attention on the church calendar. And I'm thankful for that personally. And I know in staff meeting, we've really benefited from that. You've seen it in worship. The balloons behind us have a lot to do with that. The altarscape, Those many things you may or may not have noticed. But a lot of that, Pastor Jody is the one who brought a special touch to that. So we can recognize and live out the story throughout the year. And I'm thankful for that. So you'll see in here, well, this is our church copy of this. But Pastor Jody has this. It's a reusable copy of the church here. So you simply uh, hang up whatever season you're in on the wall. So you know you're in Advent, you hang it up on the wall wherever God may take her, but on the back it's got a good explanation. So you may see this around church as well, a reminder of Pastor Jody and her service to us. There are a couple other things in there too, some uh, audible gift cards. We've got a a date night for Ben and Jody, or whoever you're going to take, but I presume Ben. Um,
0: I'll take him. I just
1: opened up the door to that, I guess. Uh, The book, Rediscipling the White Church, uh, which recently came out, and then, of course, chocolate.
0: Yeah, Um, you can never go wrong with dark chocolate.
1: We're grateful for Pastor Jody's service here, and let me give one last word of blessing uh, as we conclude. Go now, surrounded by our love and led by the promises of God, the presence of Jesus Christ, and the guidance of the Holy Spirit.
2: Jody, before you give your benediction, we have something special for you. You have prayed these words over us as your congregation as a benediction for years. May we sing them over you. So for those at home, you know these words because you've heard them many times. Make it your prayer for Jody and her family as they move forward. bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give bless you. Sing it again. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn and their children. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and, and your family and your children and their children and their children. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you in the morning Oh,
0: doors are unlocked. The world is waiting for you to carry the message about Jesus. The world is waiting for you to practice kindness and all the fruits of the Spirit. The world is waiting for you to renew your passion. May the peace of God be with us until we meet again.